0: That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad.
1: Jacob Fry, we have a yes or no question for you. Yes or no, will you commit to defunding Minneapolis Police Department? Yes. What did I say? We don't want no more police. Is that clear? We don't want people with guns toting around in our community, shooting us down. You have an answer. It is a yes
2: or a no. It is a yes or a no defund the
1: Minneapolis Police Department. It's important that we hear this because if y'all don't know, he's up for re-election next year. If y'all don't know, he's up for re-election next year. And if he says no, guess what the f*** we gonna do next year?
3: All
0: right, there it is uh, from the weekend, by the way, that was Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry was booed up pretty much off stage. You heard the main question, will you will you commit to defunding the police? And he reiterated Yesterday that he doesn't support abolishing the city's police force, which now apparently there is a veto proof uh, council there. And the fact that is going to happen and the Minneapolis City Council announced they have a veto proof push to disband the police in the aftermath of the what the incident with George Floyd, the death of George Floyd. There is universal agreement. If we're going to start somewhere, let's start there. There is no, I don't see anybody anywhere going out there liking at all what they saw. You know, I think that shocked, rightly so, the conscience of good people all across the country. And we now know that there's a a murder, second-degree murder charge against the officer involved in the incident and the other officers that were surrounding their charge with aiding and abetting in record time. But... So as a result now, we have the Minneapolis City Council announcing a veto-proof push to disband. So I guess they're going to disband it. Uh, supporters of the move told Fox, uh, We recognize that we don't have all the answers about a, what a police-free future looks like, but our community does. We're committed to engaging with very, every willing community member, in the city of Minneapolis over the next year to identify what safety looks like for you. Then um, the mayor, of course, booed out of, out of, you know, this was a, I guess, a, 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 I don't know if there's a big town hall, if you will, or a protest. Um, so what are you going to do? You had Senator Mitt Romney. He was there. Uh, Congresswoman Omar was there. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, you, you have a conf- one thing is conflating, though. You know, you have groups of people saying Black Lives Matter and then you have the group Black Lives Matter. And in many instances, when you have agitated groups, Black Lives Matter had talked about. Remember that, well, we might police our own communities and we might arm ourselves. And I'm not sure what that would look like. But if you remember this, this is now standing with Black Lives Matter. You know, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them now? Pigs in a blanket. Fry them like bacon. So it is uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds around the rest of the country. And Omar also saying that, you know, we don't want your damn reforms. We don't want the slowly dying of our communities. Uh, In New York, you have Comrade de Blasio. Now he's given in and he is now vowing to defund the police in New York City, at least cut off funding to the uh, NYPD. So that has moved there. Uh, protesters add fund the police to black lives matter mural near the white house. Um, but the movement now is moving to different cities in different ways in Los Angeles. Now they're talking about as much as $150 million in cuts. Uh, the budget is 1.8 billion. The mayor now is saying 150 million is going to be taken away from that. There's talk of it in Philadelphia and DC and elsewhere. Um, now as it relates to politics, president is like nope i'm for law and order you know if uh, the question is as you watch these cities you watch all of this go on um i don't know if many people are really paying attention to it but 17 people now have been killed in what liberal democrats and the mob and the media are telling us quote mostly peaceful anti-cop protests mostly 17 people i'm reading from the epic times have been killed so far ranging in age from 18 to 77 most of those who died were either current or former law enforcement officers or just innocent bystanders who got caught up in a violent situation. Uh, We have the oldest casualty, 77-year-old David Dorn. Uh, They did find the people there, and I'll get to that in a second, and they've been charged in that case out of St. Louis. He was shot to death while protecting a, a jewelry store in St. Louis from looters. And Dorn had served on the city's police force for 38 years. 18-year-old Dorian Morell was shot dead in Indianapolis, and the, according to the Indianapolis Star, he was walking around the downtown area after the protest got into an altercation over a, a gas canister. And lying on the ground, uh, Barry Perkins, 29-year-old protester, was run over by a FedEx tractor trailer in St. Louis. After two men threatened the driver with guns, fearing for his life, the driver began driving while Perkins was stuck on the converter dolly between the, the two trailers, and he died later in the hospital. You have a, a 22-year-old person shot. I mean, I could just go through every name of, of people. This, this is now having a very dramatic impact on innocent people, as we warned would happen. And if you defund the police, it would get considerably worse President has been out there every day, pretty much begging and pleading because it's up to the states. It's up to the governors. It's up to the mayors to ask for the guard help to be brought in. You know, it's a very high bar to get to the Insurrection Act where the president would then have to take total control. Um, I am of, you know, I've been been a little bit of two minds on this, but I'm I'm not comfortable with that at all because now we have our military confronting uh, American civilians And it's really because the governors and the mayors refuse to do their jobs because they do have ways of handling this, but they're allowing it to spiral out of control. They put in curfews that are meaningless. Nobody's listening to them. And so in that sense, it's getting worse and worse. Uh, There was this woman bender that you just heard. And, you know, in the middle of the night when your home is broken into, who would you call? She says, yes, well, I I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors and I know and myself, too, that I know that that comes from a place of privilege. I'm like the first line of defense for a lot of people is calling the police. Now, I just happen to for all of my life, I I just kind of know that there's got to be some preparedness on your own in life. Because sometimes when you call the police, even with a quick response, they may not be there fast enough. A lot of confrontational situations, they happen, you know, in seconds. And it's all over by the time the cops get there. The cops will be the first to tell you. It's not that they don't want to help. Uh, We just got this in because, you know, the president has been railing against Biden and radical Democrats on this defund the police movement. And Trump uses defund police as, you know, basically challenging Joe Biden. Uh, You have a Biden surrogate. AOC is supporting this defund effort. Anyway, so Biden and his campaign and Kamala Harris gave a disjointed answer. She's now considered one of the top frontrunners to be chosen as Biden's vice president. But anyway, he now finally has broke with Black Lives Matter, the group, in a statement released Monday by his campaign saying he does not support the nationwide defund police movement and Biden does not believe the police should be defunded. "Quote: He hears and shares the deep grief and frustration of those calling out for change, and he's driven to ensure that justice is done and that we put a stop to this terrible pain well we had a lot of this in the biden obama administration too and we haven't forgotten ferguson and trayvon martin and and george zimmerman and cambridge police and freddie gray in baltimore um and and so far he has no answers as usual and whenever he does have an answer it's incoherent all right so minneapolis's city council i guess they're going to lead the way You know, if everybody doesn't want the police that is in politics and they're out there supporting this effort, defund the police. And I think it's then at that point in time, then I guess the police protection that we afford to politicians and I would strongly be against that taking that away. But if they're consistent, it can't be, well, we don't want police. We want to defund them, but not for me. I get to keep my police. I get to keep my guards that are armed with me at all times. So I get protected. Now, my position is I want all politicians protected. Uh, we can't have we can't have mob rule here. And you see people that are trying to gin up they are peaceful protesters. But in come the agitators, in come people, you know, staging items that could be hurled at the police or, you know, the Molotov cocktails or the out of control looting and rioting. Uh, at that point, they're not peacefully protesting what happened to George Floyd. They're not honoring his memory, in my opinion, either. And you've got in the city of Chicago, well, 18 murders in 24 hours. You know, if you, you know, people have been hearing this, they want to have conversations. But then as soon as somebody says something that, you know, even even if somebody says, you know, that they believe that we're all children of God and all lives matter, which I happen to believe. I believe there's one God and he created every man, woman and child on this earth. And that God is our father and his son is Jesus. That's what I believe. And that, that he is the creator creator of all things. I believe our rights are God-given, endowed by our creator. And yet, if you don't say just the Black Lives Matter, if you say all lives matter, well, that's viewed as controversial. Now you have police now not only kneeling on the ground as a show of solidarity, but then you also have people laying down. One guy laid down, I guess, a sergeant or a lieutenant in one police department, I think, for a solid eight minutes you know, or that now they're bringing this all back as it relates to Colin Kaepernick um, and what what supposedly his movement was all about. Um, so we're going to watch this all very closely. You know, Cory Booker say we're over-policed as a society. But, you know, when you really, if you want to get to root causes, and I like to get to root causes and solutions in life and solve problems in life, you know, when you look across the board in this country, and you look at the the biggest cities the most liberal states that spend the most money in terms of say education look here's two things that are just fundamental if you believe we're all equal in the eyes of god and god created all of us okay we all agree what happened to george floyd can't happen again okay number 2 now we believe god created every man woman and tri- child number 3 we all believe the word education to bring forth from within God put in every soul talent and abilities. Okay. If you believe that now you have to first have a safe environment because human beings are flawed and we see the violence every weekend and they've never done anything in Chicago to ever fix all of that violence. Okay. So first we need a safe protected environment so that, so that people can go about and use their gifts and their freedoms to pursue the dreams that will make them happy and successful for the rest of their lives. The next thing that they failed on a spectacular level, especially minorities in inner cities, the numbers don't lie. It's decades, of democratic rule. It is decades. How how does anybody not look at Chicago? And this has been going on. And even Joe and Barack, Barack's home city, they didn't do a thing to stop the violence in Chicago. It's not it is unconscionable that they've allowed that to continue. And nobody has said no more. Defunding the cops by the way is not going to be the answer. Having safety is key and crucial. The next thing, the unholy li- alliance with teachers unions and democrats. You can't fire all the bad teachers. And yet you can have year after year, failure after failure. If you want to to reach the God-given talent you have, well we've got to nurture the educational process. We have failed America's treasure, all of our children. In so many of these cities with failing public schools. Now, every two, four years, Democrats want to vote, but then they make all sorts of promises. They'll tell you every conservative is a racist. Then they do nothing. Absolutely, positively nothing because they haven't resolved the problem. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, HenryUSA.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spas' technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. Everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it, Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality. So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign-up when you use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N, and go to HometitleLock.com. That's HometitleLock.com, promo code SEAN, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today. Hometitlelock.com. Promo code Sean. How do we bring the best out of people if you're first not safe and secure in your own home, in your own towns, in your own cities? Because it's happened for decades. Defund the police. Okay. well, look at what we're now watching. Seventeen people killed in, quote, mostly peaceful anti-cop protests. That's a lot of people. I don't, it, and that's with the police there, but they didn't take the help in any of these cities. They're saying no, we don't want any help. You got shootings and murders rising dramatically in New York City last week, amid the backdrop of these protests. Uh, you got 18 murders in 24 hours. Chicago, most violent day in 60 years. Hardworking father killed just before 1 a.m. West Side High uh, student murdered two hours later. A man killed among the South Side. Looting at a cell phone store, 1230, college freshman who hope to become a correctional officer, gunned down 425 p.m. Chicago, you know, just more violence and more violence. But this has now become the this has now become the cause celeb. I, I would like to know what their answer is, because they can't answer it. And when the city council, I guess president, was asked the question earlier today, and we'll get to this later in the program there was no answer. Well, I'm not sure how this is all going to work out, but we're we we, we going to defund the police. What does that look like? What does that mean? You know, none of these cities, you look at these big cities, decades of democratic rule hasn't has worked. If you look at the socioeconomic records for minorities in terms of unemployment and job creation, record lows, Donald Trump. By the way, and they were off with the latest model by 10 and a half million with the, you know, uh, 2.7 million new jobs created uh, last month. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub, with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com.
4: Ronald Reagan took this country from the depths of inflation in the 1970s to economic prosperity in just a few years' time. He knows a thing or two about saving a country in distress. And now you can get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. All qualified callers who call the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco, this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD and get yours free while supplies last. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now, you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one-rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. Call them today at 855-815-GOLD and get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD.
1: Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call?
2: Yes, I mean, I I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors and I know and, and myself too. And I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. And so in the very immediate, we have to lean into whatever changes we can make in our existing police department. You know, I think we look to cities like Camden, New Jersey, that completely restructured their department as we build up systems. And we've already done that. We, have, we are not starting from scratch. We have invested in community-based safety strategies.
0: Uh, that's not really an answer. That's that, that not one that I feel comfortable knowing because then I think you know, then you're going to have more people that are going to be, you know, taking measures themselves and they're not trained professionals. I do believe one thing for sure, though, and this gets to my study of martial arts now the last seven years, and I I've, I've, I study an eclectic blend of many of them and a mixed blend um, from Krav Maga to Kempo to Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing, situational, street fighting, sticks, blades, firearms, etc., cetera, uh, mostly defensive uh, situational stuff. Um, but wh- who who is the average person going to call? You know, uh, who's grandma and grandpa going to call? Who's mom and dad going to call? Who's anybody going to call? Most people don't want to spend years training. Now, I would say that there absolutely can be dramatic improvements to police departments in the sense that, You know, some some places it's six weeks, it's 12 weeks, six months, whatever. Now they all learn how to shoot a firearm and they have to be proficient in the use of a firearm. But that that's the last thing you want to use in any conflict. You want a peaceful resolution to protect citizens on the streets of whatever city you happen to be working on. You certainly there's got to be more education. I mean, uh, for the life of me, as I've been saying, I cannot understand why. This officer did not know the instantaneous danger, never mind eight minutes, of putting the pressure on George Floyd's neck. I mean, I was horrified by it because I know so much about the anatomy that is the most vulnerable part of the human anatomy for a police officer. Now, over the years, you know, there's been a transformation in many police forces. For example, if you're looking at the identity, politi- uh, po- the identity politic of this, well, for example, in New York, New York City, it is not a predominantly white police force. Uh, Hispanic, Asian Americans, black Americans, they represent the majority. Chicago, same thing, or it's—it's. It's, I think it's about 5149 in Chicago, predominantly minority. Los Angeles Police Department, Uh, 49% of their sworn officers are Hispanic, Uh, 30% white, 10% African-American. St. Louis uh, is more predominantly uh, white. Atlanta Police uh, Department, the statistics are a little bit old, but that was, I believe, as of 2013, 58% of sworn in officers in Atlanta were African-American. If you look at D.C., 60% of the officers are African-American. Um, San Antonio, fifty-one percent are Hispanic American, and so there's there's been diversity issues addressed for a long long periods of time now, uh, in terms of the hiring of of police officers in cities all across the country, um, and you know I guess a lot of it has to do with the the demographic of the city, et cetera, et cetera. But again, if they're not trained properly, we need better training. You know, we always talk about you know, lifelong education, continuing education. Well, there needs to be continuous training. Um, I train every day, and, you know, I can tell you I'm still learning so much every day. There are effective, non-lethal ways to deal with people that are even, even resisting arrest that I don't see any of these cops are trained in the use of. You know, you could you can grab somebody's two fingers if you know how to do it and bring them right to their knees. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. That's that. But I don't think most officers are trained that way. Now, I've talked a lot about this with my sensei is like he trains. Now, my sensei has got an incredible background. He's, He's got so many different black belts, arts. It's been his passion for 35 years. Now, he also is a lawyer, but he does this because this is where his passion is. And, and he trains a lot of the cops around where the dojo is for free because he knows that they're not properly trained. And the cops want to learn how to use non-lethal methods. Um, I've never been the biggest fan of the current iteration of stun guns either because, you know, you got that wire, it's awkward, you get one shot, that's all you got. Um, that then leaves so many officers with only one option. If things really start getting hairy and that's their sidearm and that's the last option, you don't want to go there. And a lot of times that's all they have. That's all they've been trained in the use of There's, there's got to be better training. It's got to be ongoing education. Um, I think that's a big part of it. There should be liaisons in the community, because if we really believe we want to get every every single American in every city to a point where their god-given talents come out the first thing they need is safety and security in their neighborhoods we're not even fun- we're not fundamentally we're not even close to doing this and there's been no sense of urgency to solve those issues Chicago being the biggest case in point Democratic rule for decades every Democratic governor every Democratic mayor they haven't solved the problem even the president of the United States Barack Obama that's his home city and we read about the violence all through his eight years his, as being president. I remember one night I started scrolling the names of all the people that were shot, all the people that were shot and killed in the city of Chicago. Well, that's, you know, that's a, our American family, every one of those names. We don't hear all of those names, but that's our American family. We don't want any Americans dying. We don't want to watch videos like we saw. That shocks the conscience like we saw last. Nobody wants to see that. And it is, these things can be prevented. Now, in spite of what a lot of people are saying, if you look at justthenews.com, that's John Solomon's new website, and there's a recent poll that came out. Uh, Now, even in the midst of all these heightened tensions, et cetera, most Americans, including African-Americans, have a favorable view of their local police department. You know, anytime I see cops where I live, I, I always go over and say, Hi. So there's got to be better community relations wherever they happen to be working. You want to have a good relation in, in case the, you don't want to be meeting the first time you meet is in a hostile situation. But you have to first restore the order. You have to have the police to store the order or you're not going to ever have an environment where we can bring the best out of our kids and honor you know, our national treasure. You know, we should not pick up a paper every Monday to find out how many people were shot and how many people were shot and killed in Chicago every weekend without addressing the problem. I mean, you've got these are problems that you can solve. There are solutions that have that are instantly available. Defunding the police is not the best solution. And with all the talk, by the way, that, well, the president's poll numbers are down and I've been looking at a lot of what they're printing and I'm not I'm not buying a lot of it. But. I see different things in the polls than other people apparently are seeing. By the way, there are 25 states, lowest graduation rate highlighted, you know, at the bottom. And when you look at the states that are the worst, I think you can probably predict where they are. You know, it's it's sad that there we have not decided, made the decision to hold people accountable for safety, better schools, safety in schools. You know, it's like Joe Clark. Remember the movie Lean on Me? Morgan Freeman did an amazing job in that movie. I've interviewed the real Joe Clark. He goes in a school in New Jersey, and he's known for a bullhorn, and he's known for a baseball bat that he carried around the school. Very controversial. But he loved the kids enough to say, hey, first thing he did on the job was get rid of every kid that was selling drugs, every kid that was part of a gang, every kid that was disruptive, and every kid that prevented everybody else from getting an education. He took control, and and they had this big test come up, and then the kids in the end loved him because he loved them and believed in them and believed that they have the gifts and the talents, and that's the institutional failure, frankly, of decades of liberalism. The most success that we have had for minority Americans in the economy has been the last three-plus years Leading up to coronavirus, record after record low unemployment, African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment. And, you know, I was so happy Friday because I didn't think we'd see these numbers till we got July's numbers in August. But main numbers, they were off their projections by 11 million jobs. They thought we were going to lose around 8 million more. But Americans, you know, their ingenuity, they they want to get back to work. And they want to get back to work quickly. And they're trying their best to get back to work. You know, um, there's a lot at stake in 148 days here. I'll tell you that part. Uh, Rasmussen's had a poll, I think it was Friday, in spite of all that you're hearing in the media that, well, the President's support with the African-American community is at an all-time high. The president wants to restore law and order. You know, he, he wants peace in our streets. We can't live as a secure and safe society when anarchists are out there every night looting, destroying property. You know, we see the violence, the loss of life as a result of this. We can, I, I think there's no doubt Justice will be swift in this case and the and that what we saw on, with our own eyes is going to be resolved you know if you go and you look all these states for example well they you know they have bail reform New Jersey New York, California, Illinois limited bail so we're arresting the the leaders of the anarchy and those that want society disrupted that plan on it and use peaceful protest and they engage they literally, They march amongst the peaceful protesters. Then the trouble starts. But if you don't restore order, that means every man, woman and child in whatever city it happens to be happening in, they're not living a safe day that day. We have we have we have to we have to get control of what's going on in these cities. You know, to just this blanket blame the police. I mean, you, you can look at, you know, go look up the statistics yourself. You know, how many African-Americans are murdered? I think the last year we had numbers for um, by police officers while unarmed. I believe the number. Let me go back. I saw it here. Twenty eighteen. It was seventy four hundred African-Americans became homicide victims in that year. That's seventy four hundred. That's our American family. We can't allow that to, to continue. We can't have those statistics. We're not protecting our national treasure, our family. Why hasn't that been solved all these years by all these grandiose, you know, liberal mayors and governors? The ones that play the race card every two and four years against anybody that happens to be a conservative. Law and order will help people live free so then they can pursue their God-given talent and dreams. And if the school systems are failing, and a lot of them are, most of them in these big cities then you've got to change something, and that means you're going to have to redo that system and make sure there's a safe environment that kids can learn so the talent that God put in them will be brought out, and they will be participating successful uh, men and women in our in our family, our American family. There's the answer Then everyone wants to get off and start arguing about, you know, you know what well you shouldn't you're not allowed to say all lives matter or you're not allowed to say that i don't want to kneel i only kneel for god and then we blow off and we get sidetracked we always get sidetracked you know if you want the jurisdictions where the the reading student reading scores look it's simple reading writing and math they learn more about how to be politically correct kids you know how many teachers are not doing their job how big are the classrooms We spend more per capita on kids' education than any other industrialized country on the face of the earth. And we're 37th the last time I looked. Probably lower now. You know, maybe, probably not meaning, but probably now we're 45. Who knows? We have ways to help people. If you believe in people, and I do, and they're created by God, we have a duty to protect them. And we have a duty for every child to give them the education that is the way to success and prosperity and happiness and a better life for them, their families, their kids, their grandkids. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, HenryUSA.com, get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. built in the U.S. by the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. Go to masterspas.com. Put in the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com.
4: Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink, under the thumb of the IRS, and controlled with a digital dollar. That's why thousands of hardworking, patriotic Americans are opting out by diversifying their savings with precious metals like gold and silver. And guess what? Sean Hannity is doing the same. He's been purchasing precious metals like gold and silver from the top-rated company, Goldco. Goldco is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one-rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. And they've placed over $2 billion in precious metal sales for people just like you. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. That's right, up to $10,000 in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. So if you're looking to diversify your savings, visit HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver, so don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com, HannityGold.com, that's HannityGold.com.
1: This is more than reform. This is dismantling. I mean, activists who support this are calling this a police-free future. Yeah, and you
2: know, a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we were running for office. And I answered yes to that question. To me, that, that future is a long way away, and it would take an enormous amount of investment in things that we know work to keep people safe. I mean, for a lot of folks in our community, Stable housing is a safety issue. Having access to health care is a safety issue. And so having, you know, I think one thing folks are asking is to again. stop investing so much money in this militarized police force and instead invest in the things that our community really needs. So, you know, I know the statement was bold and I, I stand by that bold statement.
1: Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into, who do I call?
2: Yes, I mean, I I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors and I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. And so in the very immediate, we have to lean into whatever changes we can make in our existing police department. You know, I think we look to cities like Camden, New Jersey that completely restructured their department as we build up systems. And we've already done that. We have we are not starting from scratch. We have invested in community-based safety strategies,
0: All right. There you have it. That was uh, from the Minneapolis City Council, their president, Lisa Bender. And uh, I'm not sure where this defund the police effort is ultimately going to end up as they now have a veto proof majority uh, that they can do that. Kind of scary to me because I think what we need is more policing. I think we need more training for sure. Um, And I think we need uh, but we've got we have not been protecting people in many cities across this country for a very long time. I don't think many people have paid as much attention to the city of Chicago as we have on this program and on TV scrolling the names of that you've never heard before. Many of the minorities that have been shot or shot and murdered 18 murders in 24 hours in Chicago over the weekend, 18 murders, 24 hours. I saw many young people that were killed this weekend. Well, that's that's part of our American family that's dying. And it's been happening all these years. And I don't remember anybody saying, "Hey, we got to get in here and protect our American family. This is our city. You see, with a lot of the looting and rioting and arson, you know, well, the president's begging people here. I can send in more help to restore order and protect innocent people and protect innocent property. Nope. As a matter of fact, we're going to we're going to fire police. We're going to take their money away from them. Okay, then who's going to protect you? Anyway, joining us now is Reverend C.L. Bryant, author of The Race for Freedom, senior fellow at uh, Freedom Works. Vince Ellison back with us, conservative columnist, lecturer. He wrote the book The Iron Triangle. Welcome both of you back to the program. Um, Reverend, we'll begin with you. Um, You and I have discussed these issues many, many times over the years. You know, and, and you go, for example, you look at a city like Chicago. We always come back to, you know, ground zero. I mean, it is, it, it's, Sean, it's, beyond, it's a beyond a dereliction of duty at this point we, that we haven't protected Sean, these communities. It proves to us, Sean, that this
5: whole thing is not about the death of a black man. This is about the visual of a white man who happens to be a police officer killing a black man. This is not a black, about black lives, losing a black life. We lose black lives daily, as you pointed out. In Chicago alone, we lose that. So, but but one thing, Reverend, one thing. There's
0: there's universal agreement here. When I saw that, I could not believe my eyes. It's it's unconscionable. Of course not. There's not nobody that I know that transcends politics. That part of it, for sure. Yeah, but still, the
5: liberals use this, Sean as a visual, as they always have, and the defunding of the police is also a tool of the liberals to fundamentally change this country. Who will it hurt the most? It'll hurt who liberals have been hurting for 50 years in this country. Poor black people. And it's time for black people to wake up and understand that you're being used as pawns in a game that is manipulating and has manipulated the black community for so long. And, Sean, it's time for us to stop it, face it, stop running from it. Let's have the conversation. Let's have it now. And I'm glad you have the courage to put us on.
0: Vince Ellison.
6: Hey, man, I'm happy to be with my good friend, C.L. Brian. How you doing, C.L.? Hey, Vince, how's everything done?
0: notice he doesn't good say man. he's happy to be with his good friend, Sean Hannity. I mean, it's just, am, hey, C.L. <laughs>
6: you know, what, what about Look, my good friend, Sean my, Hannity? My, friend, my good friend, Sean Hannity, has pulled me off the ledge a hundred times. Yeah, I think Sean I did, I did so actually. Present, you got to <laughs> be kind of cool now, because everybody ain't. We've had that conversation. So, Sean, you're a good friend, and I love you, man. You're the best, one of the best people I've ever met in my life. And oh, we see man. this thing. We understand what's going on. I mean, uh, I, I, I didn't call it in my book? I said they were going to do exactly this. They were going to, to wait until they found an African-American man killed by a white man, and then they were going to start all of this trouble. That is what they do. They've always used black people for either entertainment or exploitation. There was a great piece that came out in the Post on June 4th, and they talked about how uh, in this piece from the Post, now interesting, they said that it hasn't been any type of success in, 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 in narrowing the gap between white uh, income and black income since 1968. That's the whole civil rights movement. There hasn't been any success. Nevertheless, they continue doing the same exact thing over and over and over again. We are seeing the democratic party wrong lies in a living color. You'll see what they are doing to the American people riding, Killing,
0: murdering, and they're applauding it. A friend of mine named Listen, we're dealing with a couple of things, though, Vince. uh In the immediate, everybody shares the outrage over what Ri showed us. That can't happen in this country. That that can't happen to anybody. Um, But uh, but 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 defunding the police, I don't believe is the answer. I do think if you really, I'm a I'm a kind of. You get to the root of the problem type of person. I, I don't. I don't believe in surfacey or feel goodism. And if you really want to solve problems, you got to first protect people in every community. If you want to solve no, problems, to solve you, problem. you you got to you got to educate every kid. You know the, the the failure the is. They know this. Yeah.
6: These people aren't
0: stupid. No, he's right.
6: They know, they are getting ninety percent right. of the black vote. Why should they change the thing? Why? Right, it's, and it's Sean, they use the same
0: people. I'll tell you why, why they, you Sean? change it, because what they're doing is failing, and you love your kids. That's yeah. why you do it. Right, but Sean, this is the thing
5: that has happened. They use the same people, people that black people have traditionally trusted throughout the the, 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 10, the the decades, and they throw them up again. You see Al Sharpton flying like a vulture over another dead body. You don't see him doing this thing over the... Uh, genocide that blacks are committing against each other in these cities like Chicago. You don't see that. So you're wanting to see, they're wanting to promote a visual, a visual of white men, a white cop in particularly, killing a black man. This is not about black lives. This is about providing those Democrats with a tool to try to corral and keep that black vote and they're doing it through this emotionally charged uh, issue which was heinous we hate it there's going to be justice for it but they're using it as a tool and black people need to wake up black lives um black voices for trump who i sit on their board you know his board i'm telling you there are many out there who are seeing an awakening in this country
6: sean black black lives only matter to these people when a white man takes it uh, we are being used as pawns for these people again and people are waking up Donald Trump has been the first president to really talk directly to black people since Abraham Lincoln went to Richmond in 1865. And he's telling them what he's doing for them. He has His plan is what before COVID is going to work again. And this is why they are ramping this thing up. And it's going to get worse. People, black, it, what, what COVID did, COVID tore, tore the scab and the mask off of what the Democratic Party had been doing to the black community. And it showed the structural imbalance there, that they have not prepared the black community to take on anything in this country. And now you have this rioting going on because black people woke up and they understood this. The Democratic Party's been lying for the last 50 years. They said if you give us your children, we'll educate them. They lied. If you kick out your men, we'll provide for you. They lied. They said that if you give us your guns, we'll protect you. They lied. And now the people are rioting because they said you've been lying to me. It's like if you work all week and a guy says he's going to pay you, and then it's payday and he keeps you money. You're going to get mad about it. They've been voting for these people and supporting them for the last 50 years, and they've told them nothing but lies. And so what do they do now? They give them a parade. We can't give people bread, as Caesar says. Give them a parade. Give them a riot. And then deflect exactly. and say that it's the white Republicans that are doing this. It's the white Republicans that are doing it. Donald Trump's been in on for three years, and they are putting all of this at Donald Trump's feet. And it's amazing that they <laughs> even have the job. And It's ridiculous. Life. It's totally ridiculous.
5: And, Sean, I encourage everyone to go and get uh, my film. My film kicked off a lot of this, Runaway Slave. It pointed out all this. And, Sean, you were one of the very first. You were one of the very first to put it up on your website. Go and get the award-winning Runaway Slave. Blexit, walk away, all of that. The black people, we need to have this discussion that we're having right now. It's the only way to get past the foolishness that we are engaged in. And believe me, folks, it's not what you think. It's what they're trying to sell you. They're trying to sell you a narrative, a visual, and they're ignoring the reality of blacks who are taking black lives. This is not a black black lives. This is about a narrative. This is about a visual. Wake up.
6: Let's, let's walk push away it, from every all let's... single day. And you know what, uh, Sean, uh, a, a, a fellow travel guy who wrote my book, the read my book card, he sent me a message and he said his name is Gary Taylor. He said, this, he's a white guy." He said, "I took your book to an Antifa meeting and used it as kryptonite and shut it down." He said, "They could not refute any of your charges that 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 that, that this is being done by Iron Triangle in the black community. Most black preachers, CL is one of the exceptions, but most black preachers, most black politicians, and most civic organizers, Black Lives Matter, NAACP, you see them in full effect right now." Down there uh, acting like they don't last to happen. Yes, they do. It's them. And they are getting paid. They are being financed. They are being taken yeah. care of by the people yeah. on the extreme left. And their job is to make sure the black people vote Democrat. It doesn't matter, who come by crook, keep them exactly where they are, keep that plantation operational at all costs. And that's what they're doing.
5: Sean, I'm a former president of the NAACP. I'm, the, I'm a former president of the NAACP in Garland, two terms. What he has just said has been the way our community, the black community, has been manipulated. What happens when you privatize the police force? Well, people like me, I'm going to go and and hire people to protect our community, right? That's one with the community. The poor black people and Democrats, the liberals have known this. They know that they become greater prey for those who are out there if, in fact, you take away the thin blue line. Wake up, black Americans. Wake up to what's going on. You're being hustled. You're being bamboozled. You're lied to about all of this. So let's do
6: something different. It's time for us to try something different. Well, Sean, you know what? I was yeah. on an urban radio station. I was on an urban radio station in Chicago this week talking to the black community. And at first it started out adversarial. By the time I was finished, I got about 10 black phone calls. And this is inner city, white, well, Obama, and Jeremiah wright are. By the time we were finished, every phone call I got was positive, because I told them when they said, Vince, is there systematic racism in America? Are you denying that there's systematic racism in America coming from the police department? I said, sure it is. It's all coming from the Democratic Party. And then they stopped. I said, the Democratic Party controls every drug corner, every housing project, every sales school, every mayor, every police department, every sheriff's department, every jury, every, every jail that you put our black men in. They do it. They control the breakdown of the family. Yeah. And when you put that right in their face and say, now what are you going to do about it? And then they take your guns away so you can't defend yourself from the people that they say are hunting you. Now, rationalize that for me, that a free man. All right, I've got to put you guys, it, I'll tell you what in. we're
0: going to do. We're going to talk about other issues. And, hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you've got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, HenryUSA.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint.
4: No tooth fairy or piggy banks. No more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the Internet, electricity, and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. Sean has personally bought metals from the top-rated company, Goldco, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. So call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD.
0: All right, as we continue, uh, and we'll, they'll stay with us on the other side of this, Reverend C.L. Bryant and, and Vince Ellison, you know, now you saw what happened with the mayor who said he's not for defunding the police. What did you think of that reaction? We only have about 20 seconds for you each until the next half hour. Uh, C.L. Bryant.
5: Well, Sean, he has to have the courage of his conviction. Stand against that. Uh, what? Listen, anyone who stands against the agenda is going to be attacked. That's the new America that we're in. The only way to overcome it, stand against it. Stand anyway. Americans, stand up. That's what we're going to have to do. Stand up. That's what I'm encouraging all, right. all of us,
0: to stand up. Vince, real quick, and then we'll uh, play this uh, state trooper in Georgia when we get back.
6: Yeah, he, he is ripping what he sold. Uh, they, 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 they've allowed this anarchy to uh, take place in burning up cities and rioting, and they've they excused it away, and now they're turning on him. He's been showing weakness, and now uh, when you when 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 you show weakness, the wolves will go straight for your throat. And he's getting bitten because he's been showing weakness, and he's been timid. And now he's what he didn't want he showed.
0: All right, quick break. More with them and your calls on the other side. 941 Sean, you want to be a part of the program as we continue? Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you gotta check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. All made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com, get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry US Survival Rifle. All right, days are getting warmer and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, Well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours. You save up to $1,000 off your Master Spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com.
4: Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash. No tooth fairy or piggy banks. No more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the internet, electricity, and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. Sean has personally bought metals from the top-rated company, Goldco, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. So call Goldco at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Goldco at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. You won't hear the mainstream press talking about this stuff. Sean Hannity is on the radio.
3: I would not have I'm supposed to be out of town this weekend with my wife. I took off today, this weekend, but I'm out here to make sure y'all say Don't go there with respect, okay? okay I have much respect, but I only live for one person. And that's God. God, God. Thank you.
0: All right, that was a Georgia state trooper, uh, African-American, and uh, he was asked to stand. He said, well, I only kneel for one person, and that's God. Uh, There are now certain things that that seem to be going on here simultaneously. Uh, If there are controversies now emerging, if people say all lives matter, which if you believe in God and God's the creator of all of us, all of us, and we live in one America— I would say yeah of course every life is precious every single one that's why I I cannot for the life of me understand how they don't they don't get control of the violence every weekend not some every weekend in Chicago and other cities Um, you know look at the comments of Drew Brees now we're back to the Kaepernick controversy and kneeling and you know it went into this long story about when when they play the national anthem at the football game what it means to him, what he thinks about, and he wouldn't kneel because of his love and respect for even his own family members that, you know, served, fought, bled, and died under that flag. Anyway, we're going to get to your calls this half hour. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean. We continue with the Reverend C.L. Bryant, author of The Race for Freedom, senior fellow, Freedom Works, Vince Ellison, author of Iron Triangle. He's a conservative columnist, lecturer. Um, when you, you know... You know, I happen to have the same mindset about kneeling. Um, and if you say that, well, that means you're not showing enough respect. I, I, you know, I, I'll kneel. I'll kneel with anybody. You know, one of the things I like the most, Vince, is at the end of a football game because we have two real gladiator sports, right? We have MMA, which everyone knows I love, and football. I mean, these are the best, the most gifted uh, athletes. It's the most dangerous. I mean, the, the lifespan, career uh, period of time in both those sports is not long. Um, and then at the end of these games, you have people of both teams often will get together. They shake hands. You know, everyone gave their best. They get in a circle. Sometimes even the refs join in and they say a prayer. And they, they get on their knees and they pray together. I think that is, you know, that's sports unifying everybody. You know, putting aside that there are ignorant racist people in this world, we know those people exist. I don't believe that's the majority of anybody. I think they're, they're fringe lunatics. And if they say they're a conservative, I want nothing to do with them because I don't agree with them. Um, but, you know, so there's but what I'm saying here is if you take a different position on some of these issues, look at what happens.
6: Well, these people are going to force you into, they are going to force you into conformity because that's what the left is all about. It's about force. Uh, Larry King said that his uh, most memorable interview was an interview of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when he was integrating a hotel and when the police officer came and asked him what he wanted. King said, I want my dignity. Now, I hate that story because it implies that you can get your dignity from another man, and you can't. Your dignity is yours. It comes from God. We went and we did this march in Washington, and we said that we went there to ask government for our unalienable rights. And and it was said there that a 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation that the Negro is still not free. That is a lie. I was born free, and my freedom was given to me by God. And these young men are being told, looking at all of this stuff and hearing about our, our, our marches and whatnot, that this is how they're supposed to go and get their dignity and their freedom, and then unalienable rights go to government. And this is why we are in such a turmoil, because these rights do not come from government. They come from God. They wanna go to white people and say, you have to give us our dignity and give us our freedom. You already have your dignity and your freedom. You must exercise them. Your unalienable rights are irrevocable, non-transferable and unsellable. And right now we have to go right back to our Bible that says, you know, a tree by the fruit is bare. If the fruit is rotten, the tree is rotten. And if you're looking at the black community and the black community is saying with its own mouth that our fruit is rotten, you gotta go right back to the tree. And what is the tree? The tree is the Iron Triangle. Most black preachers and most black politicians and most black civic organizers, they are leading and running the black community into the ground, and they're doing it for their white liberal masters. They're no better than the House Negroes that were running, uh, that, that, that were part of the uh, Antebellum South between 1800 and 1865. They're just an iPod version of it. And they look at what they've done to our people, and they run for re-election every year. James Clyburn has been running for 27 years. The black and the, and the district, yeah. that he's only still one of the poorest in the whole country because they're proud of what they've but done, is, and this is why they're there.
5: But this, this is the thing, Sean, as well. Um, uh, having lived, I've drank from black and I've drank from colored and white water fountains. I'm 64 years old. I've ridden on the back of the bus and uh, maybe older than both of you. There was a time in our nation. There was a time in our nation when uh, there was disparity and the powers that B, they did seemingly have a control over your personal dignity because they did not – you did not have equal access, period. Riding on the back of a bus or drinking from a different water fountain than someone
0: else. But, see, yeah, let, me, let me, awesome. me jump in and add <laughs> something here. Yeah, in that,
7: yeah. Because,
0: there, for example, and this has been proven in New York, uh, let's say it's a busy night, you can't get a cab – uh, and if a cab driver, you know there's four, three or four groups of people on a, on a block that are waving for a cab, it's been proven that African Americans will get discriminated against. that, that just look at what there the president did. Everybody ignores the disparate sentencing that that existed. Right. Donald Trump fixed that right. you know then yeah. he created right. opportunity zones and he created record after record after record low unemployment and then helped historically black colleges. It didn't happen with Barack or Joe right. It happened with Trump. You know, that, that's Sean, the ladder to success racist. for everybody.
5: There are racists in the country, but the country is not 1960. It is not 1970. It's not 1980. There are racists in America today. But to brand our nation that has come through the things, its dark past to its bright future, and until this coronavirus hit, America was on its way to record hikes. Black unemployment, Latino unemployment, opportunities for women. We were on our way to record hikes just to see now that progressives and Democrats are using a crisis, a tragedy, and they have turned it into a farce. Let me and bring they in a
0: call here. Into,
5: yeah, look, yeah. Okay, finish your thought. They want us to be divided so that we can be controlled, manipulated. Never have seen Americans so herded like sheep into pens the way we were in these last two months. And folks, if you really want to know the truth, when Jesus called the people that he was talking to sheep, he was not giving them a compliment. He was telling them that they were stupid. And that oh many times is what we're falling for, is very stupid things in this country.
0: Well, we are them. fallen beans. That's just a fact. Carol, Nebraska, you're on with Reverend C.L. Bryant and Vince Ellison. How are you, Carol?
8: Very good. Thank you. Um, It's a privilege, gentlemen. Very powerful things are being said today. I wanted to add an idea I have. I support President Trump, and I have an idea to flip the tables on who's leading with this issue so that we can actually get something done. The president needs to seize control of the narrative and show how much he cares by calling for a summit Now, you know, it's kind of uh, what you were talking about, uh, Sean, where non-political black leaders and everyday citizens meet with him and bring their best ideas as to how we change the educational system, job opportunities for people of color, but don't allow any politicians or anyone who has been involved in politics. Remember how Obama had a czar for everything under the sun? So why not a race race relations czar and a team from the summit to deal with this head-on, And since no solution is one size fits all, let's have each state be plugged into this federal team so they can come up with solutions that fit their constituents and special needs. And I usually, Sean, wouldn't promote more government, but this already involves government institutions like our public schools, which we know are failing our kids, especially those of color. Um, It's an idea for us to take back the narrative and actually listen and get things done. What do you think?
0: Want to respond? uh, Vince Ellison.
6: It's a great idea. Anything that we can do to make government more receptive to its people is always good. Uh, Jesus asked the the beggar that had been laying down by the pool for all those years. He said, will thou be made whole? Mm -hmm. Until a person wants to do better, they're not going to do better no matter what the government does. And what we have is a situation where we talk about there's racism and it does exist, but we can't control it. We can't control who, who, who and who is not a racist. My, uh, I, my life changed and my family's life changed when we decided that we can't control what people do to us. We can only control how we respond to it. Racism is the same way. Uh, it's like the weather. You build a house to protect yourself against the weather. I build a house to protect myself against racism. That's why a racist can't touch me. A racist is an ignorant, illiterate person. How can he touch me and I'm a child of God? A racist is a fool. How can he touch me if I'm a child of God? I cannot be a victim. I'm an heir of Jesus Christ. How can you hurt? This is what we have to get back to. I'm not going to beg the government to protect me. I protect myself. I dare want them to come and try, try me. I'm a man. I am not a victim. I am not oppressed. I have never seen anyone, no white man superior to me or a black one. I am an heir of Jesus Christ, the son of God. How dare mm-hmm. anyone step to me and look at me and tell me that I'm inferior? If he does, I laugh at him because I know he's a lie. You mm-hmm. cannot oppress me. It's an impossibility. I refuse to be your victim. I cannot be. And that's how you defeat racism, by knowing and understanding that.
0: Let me get a quick answer from CL. Thank you for the call, Carol. Uh, go ahead, CL. Yeah.
6: To speak to, uh, to her,
5: her question about dialogue. If we have dialogue, it has to be centered around the right questions. What we have been guilty of in this country is telling uh, a story instead of listening to what people are asking. Uh, if you ask the right questions, and you get the right answer, but you have to listen to what people are saying. There are reasons why people feel as though they are being manipulated. And the reason is because we are being manipulated. And, man, I wish we had time to talk about the manipulation of this coronavirus to an incredibly prosperous society. If the masks work, why should we have closed down our country? And if they don't work, why should we have to wear them anyway? I mean, something here is missing as far as our common sense approach who we are as Americans
0: I gotta let you both go but um, we're gonna continue this discussion on uh, Hannity tonight and uh, thank you both Uh, amazing hour, Reverend C.L. Bryant Vince Ellison thank you both for being with us as always and uh, this conversation will continue we need to get it right we need to make sure we get our country on track one united America everybody can have an opportunity for success and uh, we can't uh, you know defunding the police Really? We know where that's going to end. It's going to end badly. All right, let's get to our phones. We have a Greg Jarrett, John Solomon, uh, a whole treasure trove of new information we're going to get to you. Also, we'll bring back Sergeant Dimitri Pennies with us. He's actually down running for Congress and uh, pretty amazing comments he had this weekend in Dallas. Uh, But first, we say hi to Brad in Texas. Brad, hi. How are you? Glad you called.
9: Hey, how's it going, Sean?
0: I'm good, sir. How are you?
9: Doing great. Doing great. Hey, so uh, last week I was uh, searching around Google and taking a look at Minneapolis Police Department policies, and I came across one on the MinneapolisMN.gov website, and it's regarding use of force, and it's Section 5-311, Use of Neck Restraints and Choke Holds. The first thing they do is they go over the definition of a choke hold, and they define it as a deadly force option, defined as applying direct pressure, on a person's trachea or airway front of the neck blocking or obstructing the airway
0: well Next thing I, I go the, to a- yeah let me just say this because th- this was my point when you know, again i'm i'm a student of martial arts and it's an eclectic blend of many of them there are so many tools available You know, you know how we always talk about continuing education lifelong learning and all things like that unfortunately most cities most municipalities most towns you know, the, the only thing that cops get trained in after they get out of an academy, what, which is sometimes six or 12 weeks, is, you know, they, they have to qualify in the gun range. So there's not enough options for police officers. They, they, they are not trained in non-lethal ways to to take control of a situation. Um, well, check
9: this out. Check no. this out, Sean. So of that policy, the next thing they move on to is neck restraint. They consider that a non-deadly force option. Defined as compressing one or both sides of a person's neck with an arm or a leg without applying pressure to the trachea or airway, the front of the neck. Only sworn employees who have received training from the MPD training unit are authorized to use neck restraints. They have two types of neck restraints, a conscious neck restraint and an unconscious neck restraint. The conscious is placed on the neck restraint with an intent to control and not to render the subject unconscious. Listen, I'm, I'm just.
0: I'm listening pressure. very closely, Brad. You're not listening to me. They're, the the neck is the most vulnerable part of the human anatomy. Well, Sean, if you if you want to be- get control, I I could do things with your fingers that will put you in full compliance and control and bring you to your knees. I, they don't know how to do it. This is these are simple Brazilian jujitsu moves. They not, they're not given the options. Um, I once mentioned byrna. And I met these guys once, and they have an alternative. They have a, a tear gas, pepper spray, uh, firearm option. A lot of cops, their only option is that it's horrible stun gun, which barely works, or they have their gun. They don't have a lot of options. We need to give them better training and options to, again, not hurt people, not kill people. There are ways to do it. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. For our final news roundup and information overload.
1: And we're very happy to welcome to our network Lisa Page, former FBI lawyer who worked as special counsel for Robert Mueller's legal team. She worked on the Russian government disinformation probe and on the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Both lucky for us, MSNBC analysts.
7: You signed a warrant application in June of, uh, I think, 2017 to get the uh, Carter Page warrant renewed. Is that correct? Yes, Okay. Uh, Have you looked at the Horowitz report?
10: Yes, I have. I have it with me, Senator.
7: If you knew then what you know now, would you have signed the warrant application? No, I would not. And the reason you wouldn't have is because Mr. Horowitz found that its sculptory information was withheld from the court. Is that correct?
10: Among other reasons, yes.
7: And somebody actually altered an email. Correct. right.
10: Uh, The information available at the time included... Well,
7: why do we have the Mueller investigation at all if we had concluded they weren't working with the Russians?
10: I don't believe we had concluded it at that time.
7: I'm saying in January the 4th, 2017, the FBI had discounted Flynn. There was no evidence that Carter Page worked with the Russians. The dossier was a bunch of garbage. And Papadopoulos is all over the place, not knowing he's being recorded denying working with the Russians. Nobody's ever been prosecuted for working with the Russians. The point is, the whole concept that the campaign was colluding with the Russians, there was no there there in August 2017. Do you agree with that general statement or not?
0: I agree with that general statement. Thank you. No there there in August of 2017. Now he's admitting a couple of things here. One, knowing what I know now, I shouldn't have signed the fourth, the third renewal visa application warrant, which the bulk of information was the dirty dossier. Um, Now, there were warnings before the signing of the first one. Remember, Jim Comey signed three of them and there were warnings all over the place. Don't trust it. Christopher Steele has an agenda. Hillary paid for it. None of it's verified says on the top of a FISA warrant, verified. Okay, but then it even got worse for by the time we got to the third renewal. Well, they then had interviewed, starting in January 21st, they had interviewed Christopher Steele's subsource. The subsource uh, not only didn't confirm a single thing that, that Christopher Steele had in the dossier, he said, yeah, this was like bar talk. This was never meant for anybody or anything to be real in any way. Later, we know that Christopher Steele himself denied uh, anything being true inside the dossier. But they used it, and then they lied about it. Adam Schiff lied about it. All of them lied about it. Now, Rosenstein's claiming, well, I didn't read it. I just assumed that it was verified by the agents involved, and that's their job, not my job. Then we see, so that but the subsource already put it to rest. The FBI never proved a darn thing. As a matter of fact, they debunked it. And, of course, the exculpatory information... That that Lindsey Graham is talking about. That's all true. Then they're changing a letter. That was true. And then as it relates to General Flynn, that case was dead. Then as it relates to the exculpatory information, you know, there was now that we have, for example, the transcript, there's nothing that General Flynn that said that was wrong or incompatible at all with what his soon to be new job would be. He was talking to a soon to be colleague uh, from another country. Nothing bad was said. Papadopoulos said, I'd call that treason. They put that kid away. And then we got, of course, how they treated Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, Michael Cohen, and everyone else. And then, you know, how does Rod Rosenstein legally get out of what he did here, Greg Jarrett? I, I, I don't see how it's possible.
11: He blamed everybody else and said, gee, I didn't know. You know, on his very first day as uh, acting attorney general, the first day as deputy attorney general in April, of 2017, he should have said, "Show me the FBI file." He would have received it and noticed that it was incredibly thin because there's nothing in it. There was no evidence of any Trump-Russia collusion. He should have said, "Tomorrow morning, we're having a meeting with Comey, McCabe, Prezstap, James Baker, uh, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, all gathered in a conference room." And he should have said, "Show me your evidence." There would have been dead silence. At that point in time, he should have closed the FBI investigation into uh, Trump, Russia, and stepped before microphones and cameras and said, there never was any evidence. There's nothing in the files. The people involved have no credible evidence presented. This is over. Instead of doing that, what did he do? The opposite. He escalated and accelerated it by appointing a special counsel in violation of federal regulations. He was not just incompetent, he was malevolent and
12: corrupt.
0: John Solomon.
12: Well, listen, Greg has it right. I mean, you have Rod Rosenstein, the head of a giant bureaucratic machine, that allowed and sustained an investigation to continue on for nearly three years in the absence of any evidence. It's more than just bungling, it's more than just errors, it's more than just excuse making and uh, uh, passing the buck. You had a willful knowing effort to sustain an investigation in the absence of evidence that hampered this uh, president's early presidency, misled the American public, and certainly defrauded the FISA court. And for the first time, senators who, maybe very early on in this process, were doubtful of this theory, now are talking about a conspiracy themselves. And that's why Senator Ron Johnson just dropped 33 subpoenas or has uh, permission to drop 33 subpoenas. There are 33 bureaucrats that he's now going to be able to question each one of them, their role. Why didn't they put a stop to it when they had a chance?
0: Adam Housley tweeted out earlier today, criminal referrals have already been sent to the Justice Department, and the overall number may reach as many as 16 to 17 by the end of next week. Investigators are now working on additional ones as we speak. And some are targeting the Mueller probe and how the Flynn investigation started. Um, and the de- and another one from him that came out was that uh, former Deputy uh, Attorney General Rod Rosenstein himself is being investigated. Quote, he writes, his testimonies don't really match, but apparently there are emails and known briefings that he received that counter his testimony of what he knew and when he did it and what he did. Uh That doesn't sound good for Rod Rosenstein to me, John. Then we'll go to Greg.
12: Yeah, no, it doesn't. You know, there were inconsistencies in the first and last time he testified. There were inconsistencies when he gave the speech, uh, where he was bragging about people don't know what a FICE is. We all take it seriously. Uh, He even had to correct himself in the middle of his own testimony with Senator Graham saying, I read it. Well, actually, I reviewed it. I didn't read it. Um, I think Rod Rosenstein has a testimony problem, as do many of the witnesses who've testified previously, whose testimony now conflicts with the evidence that has been made public.
0: Greg Jarrett, I mean... Uh, you've been going through and going over the different crimes that that could potentially come into play here. Uh, My sources are telling me that all of the top names that we talk about have all hired um, these very expensive, high powered DC attorneys. Your thoughts.
11: Yeah, there there are so many different crimes that are in play here, uh and you mentioned Rod Rosenstein's testimony, uh false statements as well as perjury. He was under oath, sworn to tell the truth. You also have uh fraud, uh conspiracy to defraud the government. Most importantly, you have obstruction of justice, uh, hiding evidence, uh creating false evidence. Uh, So, you know, these are all potential crimes. And, you know, there should be more than a dozen people indicted by a grand jury. And I'm optimistic that it will happen.
0: Now, I watch, like with Rod Rosenstein, on the one end, he's saying they should have done it, they should have done it, they should have done it, but then I did it, but knowing now I wouldn't have done it. Um, And then, but there were other, again, after the nine-month FBI investigation... What did Lisa Page say? Yeah, we didn't find anything, any nothing. What did Struck say? There's no there there. Then the subsource saying, yeah, none of this is true. We talked about this in a bar. Nobody really believed that there were hookers urinating in Donald Trump's bed in Moscow. But yet that was even leaked, you know, to conspiracy theorists David Korn and Michael Isikoff before the election. And now apparently we have this issue of, OK, was was CIA director Brennan Was he feeding this information to Harry Reid, who then writes a letter to Jim Comey? I mean, we got a lot here, John.
12: Yeah. And one of the patterns that I think keeps showing up in this evidence and I think has now become a focal point of the Justice Department investigation is every time the investigation hit a roadblock, the evidence disappeared. It reversed. They found out their theory was wrong instead of shutting down there was a strategic leak to the media to keep the theory going to keep the narrative going and i think that criminalization of leaking that conspiracy to leak to keep a, a false investigation going is the pattern is becoming more and more clear and i think it's also become of greater concern to those on the inside investigating the with uh, the grand juries.
0: where do you think we are both of you craig i'll ask you first in terms of the durham investigation this is well over a year now um He's gone far and wide and he's expanded the scope. Where do you think, you know, if people are going to be, you know, if there's going to be grand juries formed, do we know about it? If there's going to be indictments, how soon would it be?
11: Well, you often don't know if there is a grand jury because, of course, it occurs in secret. They're sworn not to talk about it. So that's often, uh, you know, hidden from the public uh, for good reasons. Uh, so I, I do think that uh, Durham has been going uh, full bore. He, he's a pit bull. Um, he does, he's not biased or prejudiced uh, in, in any way reputationally. So, I mean, I think he is somebody who can be trusted. I know that Bill Barr uh, seems to have sent all kinds of signals that he has been kept abreast of the progress uh, of John Durham. So, I mean, I think Adam Housley is reporting, which is generally always accurate Impression prescient, um, is probably about right. I think sometime soon in the next few weeks, we will see unsealed indictments and contained in the, di- in, in the indictments will be the story of the Russia hoax.
0: And John, do you see it ending and going in that direction also?
12: I do. I think that the indictments, uh, I think there'll be a small number of indictments that will make a very big, large story. Uh, that will lay out a long-running conspiracy to sustain an investigation in the absence of evidence. And I think Greg described it perfectly. I think I think that's where we're headed. But I don't think it's going to be a lot of people. The guidance I'm getting is a few people, but a, 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 a narrative that will show everybody's role in,
0: in the case. Okay, but here's the thing. This is three years. The media in this yeah. country and the Democratic Party, they were dragging us through the mud for three long years. They don't seem to ever get held to account.
12: No, they're the unindicted co conspirators The Democratic Party, Adam Schiff, and the media, they allowed this narrative to go on because they participated in the conspiracy. All
0: right, got to let you both go here. I, I,
11: I, I Go ahead, Greg, real quick. Schiff knew there was no evidence, and for two and a half,
0: three years, he lied, saying there was. Thank you all. And Nunes told the truth. Uh, nobody wanted to hear it. All right, Greg Jarrett, thank you. John Solomon will stay on it when we come back. Uh, Sergeant... Dimitri Penny is going to be on with us. 21-year uh, vet Dallas police force. Now running for Congress. Uh, we'll talk to him about all the events and defunding the police. All right, let's get back to our busy phones. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. Mike Oceanside. Mike, how are you? Glad you called, sir.
10: Good. How are you? Thank you for uh, taking my call and uh, what an honor it is to speak with you.
0: The honor is all mine, sir.
10: Uh, question, question I, or I guess I can say that I'm, I'm not happy with... Uh, Senator Graham on his softball questions, because I remember within the last year, he had said that he was going to get to the bottom of this and he was going to be tough on everybody. And then he to me, he just asked softball questions to Rod Rosenstein.
0: Are you kidding? Um, I, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. He buried him. Well, he he, he, he got I mean, him to admit he got him to admit that everything yes that we'd been told by the mob and by the Democrats was a lie. He got him to admit that a a premeditated fraud on a FISA court happened four times. He got him to admit that they had nothing to warrant the special counsel investigation. He got him to admit that all of these people got it on a on a epic fail, but also on a corrupt failure. He got he he had him there admitting these are crimes. He got every single thing that I would ever wanted to get out of him out of him. It was one of the it was one of the I would say that was Lindsey's Graham Lindsey Graham's finest moment, except for maybe Kavanaugh. He did an amazing job, questions. but it's only the beginning.
10: One of the questions that I wanted to hear was, you know, that Rod Rosenstein said that, you know, he didn't really read the report. Okay, that's great. You didn't read the report. But I guess I would have asked is, okay, you didn't read the report, but this is such a high-profile case. This is the president of the United States and all of his people. How come it's, you didn't read that report? They did it. This Listen, so
0: all important. of that came up in this, this thing. Look, I, I think it was Ted Cruz at that point because well, they get different times. What we learned I, I last week, what we learned in the weeks prior about General Flynn and the things we're going to learn even going forward. Just buckle up. Everything's happened. The case is closed now. This was one massive conspiracy theory, corruption, abuse of power. They knew what they were doing and they knew better than the American people. And they broke the law. Dirty cops. It's all true. You got dirty cop in the Floyd case. I, What cop would ever put their neck, their knee on someone's neck like that? This whole thing is about a few dirty cops, not not the rank and file and the FBI, just like defund the police. You know, OK, we have some bad guys, but most of them are not. They want to protect and serve. But one bad cop can do a lot of damage. The damage here was this was an attempted coup of, in the United States of America. That's how big this now is. They did it with nothing but lies, the whole thing. And we learned that, thanks. Lindsay, look, it took them a long time. There are reasons for that. Uh, I hate how slow this is, but we're finally getting it. It's all true. Everything we reported was true. Sad. Sad chapter. Now, the next chapter is equal justice and equal application of our laws. Or you might as well take that document from 1787, put it in your shredder, because it will be worthless if they're not held to account.
3: For 21 years, Uh, now, I'm looking to run for U.S. Congress, Texas District 30. This is some, some unique challenges that we're facing during this time. Excuse me? But I'm going to tell you, I've been on that side before. It's not just happenstance that I decided to be in this position and say I'm going to put my name in the hat to run and change something. I really believe in this. At the age of 16, I witnessed my cousin get killed in front of me. Now, I can tell you that that impacted me. And the officers that showed up to my house, so we get the there that say that these police are racist, that police are out trying to kill us. I got to push back against that a little bit because you know what? It's all about those individual officers, the people that believe in helping people. Those officers that showed up were white officers. They inspired me at that young age to say I want to do that. Even though my family didn't want to cooperate, they wanted to cooperate and they treated us properly. I went on to become a Dallas police officer. And I do this because I enjoy people. I love people. It's about the interests of the people. And I think we gotta stop We gotta stop pointing fingers. Let's start looking at our community. Let's start looking at the socioeconomic issues that are causing us to have the police in our
8: communities.
3: I was a young advocate back then. I didn't want the police in my community. But now I understand why they had to be there. Because we were killing each other. That's the problem. We were killing kill each other. And, if, and we didn't care about it. Mean, we, we put graffiti everywhere. We put, hey, y'all, I'm still so easy, so I'm not to say I'll put graffiti. I got to do that back a little
0: bit. But this, we- All right, that was from uh, yesterday. Glad you're with us. 24 now till the top of the hour. Uh, Sergeant uh, Dimitri Penny is uh, with us. And uh, Doctor of Education, 21-year veteran Dallas a police sergeant, president of Dallas, Texas, and the National Fallen Officer Foundation, uh, joins us now. Uh, good to have you back, uh, Sergeant. Thanks for being with us. How are you?
13: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on, Sean.
0: These are tough days. I mean, I, I look. I, I looked at the video like everybody else. That that is the one one thing everybody seems to agree on is that. Uh, and I know a lot of cops, and I know a lot about martial arts, and I know a lot about self defense. Uh, you don't do that. And we watch this go on for eight right. plus minutes and we see now the aftermath of all of this now culminating in this push for, you know, let's let's get rid of all the police, um, which mm-hmm. I think is a really bad and dangerous idea. Your thoughts?
13: Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, and, and you know, in this day and age to say that we're going to get rid of the police is, is, is scary. I mean, I realize how it was when when I grew up and I'm glad you, you played the, the clip earlier because I was saying that before a crowd of 500 people, because I wanted people to hear that it wasn't about the police, the police attacking us. It was about the socioeconomic conditions in our community. It was about us, you know, forcing the police to be there. Now we have to realize that everyone is everyone's not, not criminals in these communities and police understand that is it, if there needs to be, if there are agencies that need to put forward, um, criminal justice reform in, within their agencies to make sure that they are training officers properly on how to deal with the minority communities, then I'm fine with that. But to say that we're going to disband law enforcement, how do you even justify it? There, was eight, there, was, there were 18 murders in 24 hours in Chicago this past week.
0: But yeah, No, no, this weekend. Fine. I want you to repeat that. 18 murders in 24 hours inside, you know. And by the way, if we're going to be honest here, Sergeant, Uh, I've been talking about this now all throughout Obama's presidency. It's his home city. They they did next to nothing to solve it. If we love our fellow Americans and we're losing people this way every weekend, the idea that that nobody has gone in to solve that problem is unforgivable to me. That's right. That's right. And you know what? That's beyond beyond a dereliction of duty. and And a lot of people getting killed are young people, even kids, some older people, some bystanders. But you can, you know, every weekend you can get your count, how many people were shot and how many people were shot dead. And nobody seems to bat an eyelash. Why?
13: Look, our, our economic, our, our lower economic communities are the ones that are struggling. Where are these shootings happening at? They're happening in our lower economic communities. So if you want to talk about real change, it has to start by uh, by changing the the economics in these areas, right? Just look listen to the argument about the police reform and, and defunding police departments, okay? There are three parts of what happened in Minneapolis that we need to pay attention to. There was the, the issue involving the officers' poor tactics. So if you want to focus on training, focus on training. But there's also the piece where the community came in, where these radicalized groups that, that, that operated under this radicalized hashtag, F-12, that came in and they burnt down the city. They looted, they rioted, they killed people, Okay. That's what we need to be looking at. We need to be looking at how in the world did all these groups come together. And I say the third piece, the third piece is the truth. The truth is all these groups are being manipulated. We're part of this big social experiment that's being put together by these social media platforms. They're pushing all these groups together to force us to fight each other, and we have no control over it. Law enforcement has no way to respond. The, the People don't realize that they're being manipulated by these narratives. And they're coming out and they're burning down their own cities. It's time that we, as the American people, we push back on that. It's time that we have our governmental leaders step in and take responsibility. We have to change these legislative policies that are broken. We have to reform CDA 230. I've been pushing for this, Sean, since 2017. I called it with the, with the Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, with the shooting attack in Dallas after the Black Lives Matter protests in 2016. I called for it. I said we to reform social media. Why? Because that's inciting individuals to violence. And no one, is so, no one saw See, it then. And look at it, where it, we
0: are it, now. You, you've you got all of these, you got a convergence of a lot of issues here and conflating of a lot of issues here. Um, now you have the group Black Lives Matter, and, and now people are saying they support, I don't know if it means to support. I think every life matters. I think we are all children of the very same God. I, I, that's my Christian belief, that we are created right. by one God, period. All of us. We're one, we should be one united American family. Nobody liked what happened to George Floyd. Now the question is, we have, we have other institutions that, you know, if we're going to be honest and we get, if you ever want to get to root causes of, of problems, well, we got to look at decades and decades of failure in terms of, of bringing out the best in our children in every neighborhood. In other words, the failed educational system that right. i mean we allow that to happen I'm, remember the movie lean on me and uh yeah this this yep. Uh, yep. it was it was a great movie all right so it's like how is it possible all these big cities have spent all of this money and we've gotten no return on an investment because it's not the kids fault it's the government that has failed them and the idea right. that nobody goes in to fix the horrific school systems in some of these cities the idea that they allow violence to get out of control and do not police at a level where people can live safely, you know, that's gone on for decades, too. If we're going to be honest here. If we love our American family, we got to go to where where the most help is needed quickly. It's sort of like if you get a coronavirus hotspot, you, you send in like your medical SWAT team. We need a, a team of people, pastors, church going members, uh, teachers, anybody that has courage. And we got to now double down on saving generations here. Because we could do it if we want to. That's
13: right. That's right. Which is why I said I'm going to take a, a stance and I'm going to do it head on, Sean. And I'm yeah. currently running for U.S. Congress in this district. And one, one, one of the districts that everyone told me not to run in. This is the district with all the problems where, you know, it's predominantly African-American. We have the high, we were, we we're on the verge of the highest murder rate in the state of Texas at the time that the coronavirus hit centrally located in my district, and I decided to put my name in the hat because I know that my interests align with the interests of the people. The only way that it's going to change is to have someone in there that understands how to fix them, and that's why I put forward the, uh, 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 an economic plan. I, I got it on my website. I want everyone to go look at it. We want to focus on training, opportunities, economic development. We're tired of asking for government handouts. People don't want government handouts. People want opportunities to get it for themselves. And that's the message that I'm pushing. Nobody gave me a hand up. I did it on my own. I thank God every day for the United States Army because that pro- provided me a way out of the out of the inner city. Thank you know, God it, for it. And it, I'm it I'm you you get
0: one guy. The movie saying. that I referred to, Lean on Me. Morgan Freeman played mm-hmm. uh, Joe Clark was the the principal of the school. One guy, and, and look, it was, he was controversial. He had a bat and a bullhorn, but he loved the kids. And he first right. thing he did is okay, identify all the kids that are getting in trouble, selling drugs. Uh, creating chaos that are violent, you're out. He threw them all out of school. The rest of you, you want to stay in school? Now you're going to study. And this is how we're going to do it, and we're going to do it together. That's actually a true story. That's, that's one man, one guy, that was able to save the lives of kids that he loved. I mean, you know, you can do it. If you Look, the word education is predicated from the Latin derivative educare, to bring forth from within. That means every one of God's children... They're born with the gifts. Great teachers just bring it out. Everybody has their own unique individual talent and ability. You know, mine, I guess, is I have a big mouth. That's it. <laughs> you know, no, but seriously, we love our if we love our children do, and we believe that they. I believe we have in many places around this country we have failed them. And we stand back, and we hear rhetoric after rhetoric, and every year, two, four years, you know, you get the politicians, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. They do nothing. They get nothing accomplished. The best unemployment numbers for all demographics came because of Trump's policies. They were working. Now I think we can institutionalize that and take it a step further and make sure communities are safe and make sure schools are teaching kids to read, write, and do math. Let's stick with the basics. Tip the basic, absolutely, absolutely the fundamentals you know, that you it. need to succeed in life. The fundamentals aren't getting through, and the numbers don't lie. It's not, and it's this. It, it it is bad governance that has allowed this to go on. Amen, amen. If we love so, these kids, you, you, you we me. believe in these kids. Now we owe it to them pr- to protect them. They got to be safe. Then we owe it to them to give them a quality education that allows them to go compete in this free country. Right. Right. Anyway, well, I didn't this, mean to interrupt. This is
13: definitely the time. No, I, I really appreciate I appreciate that. Those are great ideas. Those are, those are the exact ideas that I'm putting forward for my community. I want – look, every, everyone wants the same for their kids. Everyone wants safe communities. They want their kids to be educated, to go off and do great things. But you know what? As long as you continue to have leaders in place that continue to allow the economic disparity to to occur – now, and i'm I'm simply looking at at the that district that I'm in for twenty eight years about eighty five percent of economic development has been pushed away from this district, so this district that was already struggling has been been forced to deal with 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 lesser and lesser each time so now you have this system that is broken and you got all these people that are saying hey we want we want we want
0: in your district how are the how how are the schools in your district uh what is the percentage in terms of national standards as it relates to uh, yes. reading, writing and math in your, in your district, you know what are, what are the crime percentages? Because you know what I, you, you sound like just the person that could actually go in there and clean it all up and help these kids and believe in them and bring the best out of them.
13: That's right. In fact, I was just it takes one at good that. person. We, that's uh, it. We, we have a lot of schools in my district unfortunately that, that have not met state standards they met the state standard uh, standards for accountability. And, um, and that, that, and this is a part of the whole system of litany of problems that needs to be addressed. Uh, that I systemically want, I, mean, I systematically want to go through to address. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with bad leadership, a lot of mismanagement, a lot of mismanagement. So we got to come in and into these systems and identify the the measures of fraud and waste and, and 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 accountability. Simply making sure that our students are learning. We got classrooms right now. The national average for uh, a class size is 15.3, but we got classrooms in this district with 30 kids in it. How can one teacher deal with that? And then you take and you couple the, the socioeconomic issues and the, is, the things that are coming that happen to the kids at home and you throw that into the classroom with it? My God, Sean, I mean, what are we going to do? These teachers are struggling. They're struggling to maintain the, to maintain what they have.
0: I have a good idea. And I think the Texas thir- Congressional District 30, I, I vote for you. I think you, I, you sound like you, you care enough, you love people enough, and you're gonna, you, you know, look, uh, you know, sometimes it's like people talk about Trump's, um, the way Donald Trump handles things, and that, you know, I, I want a guy that's gonna lead. You go in there and you lead. If you're not, if you're not teaching your kids in school, you're out. Get out. We'll find somebody that right. will. If you, they've got to be held accountable. Got to have parental per, uh, participation. You got to have, you know, it's to me, it's. These are the fundamentals that we've lost too long ago. That's what bothers me. But all right. So, uh, Sergeant yes, Dimitri Penny, uh, God bless you. Great to have you back on the program. We wish you luck. This is the Texas Congressional District 30. How can people get in touch with you?
13: Learn more about me at Penny for Congress, P-E-N-N-I-E for Congress.com.
0: I don't even know. You're running as a Republican or Democrat?
13: <laughs>
0: Man, I'm a Republican. <laughs> no. You know, I'm not I'm not a registered republic. I'm a registered conservative. All right. Thanks so much, Sergeant. Good to talk to you, my friend. All right. That's going to wrap things up uh, for us today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. will be following, well, whatever's happening around the country uh, as well. Also, Senator Tom Cotton. Wow. Look what happened with him in The New York Times. Ari Fleischer. Oh, Alice Marie Johnson. It's been two years since she's been out. Uh, criminal justice reform. Larry and Leo and uh, Dan and Geraldo and Bernie Carrick. 9 Eastern, Hannity tonight, Fox News, police your EDVR. We'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. As always, thanks for being with us. and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. Now, Dave Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Now, he has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting our vets, first responders, and their families, and there are so many of them that need our help. Please join the foundation on their mission to do good and never forget, just commit $11 a month. You can do it by going to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.